Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the Pet Biz Guru and founder of the Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hey there, and welcome to this week's episode of Tip Tuesday on the Pet Biz Hive. Now, I know a lot of you that listen to me are either solopreneurs or you are a pet business owner who started solo and grew from there. Now, of course, we start with this great idea of what we want to do, and many of us in the pet industry are in generally that solo capacity when we get started, like pet sitters, dog walkers, groomers, dog trainers, and we start growing and our business picks up and we hit that point in our business where we have to make a very important decision. And that is whether or not we are going to transition our brand from being all about us and we are the ones that do the work and we are the center and the face of the business to the possibility of having a team. That is a huge change. Anyone that has done it knows that it takes some serious thought and some serious strategy. Some of us, like me, might not have actually done it very well in the beginning and had to make a lot of mistakes before we figured out how we were going to accomplish that transition. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit with you today about that entire process. Some of you out there might be growing so quickly that you might be considering this, but you might not know really how to get started or even if you want to transition from you to a team. So I want to start out kind of talking about some of the pros and reasons that you could consider changing over to a team instead of just you. So number one, really having the opportunity to do that, it gives you the chance to create content for your business that is actually intellectual property. This would be things like your standard operating procedures. This would be any of your operations and handbooks. Really the way that you do things in your pet business, when you are successful, that actually does become an asset for your company as intellectual property. So another thing uh, is independence. Those of you that are solo operators, sometimes do you just not want to answer the phone? You just want a little bit of a break? I remember those days. Sometimes you just want to get a little bit of space between the business and yourself because you are 100% personally involved and 100% responsible, which can be tough. Uh, Number three, You have the ability for your company to continue growing and serving your customers, even if you aren't there. It is an entity outside of you and you are not the entire reason behind it. Another one 
is there's less dependency on your face and voice. Now, don't get me wrong. I know how difficult that initial transition is because if you have been so low in your business for a period of time, no matter which part of the industry that you are in, people are used to it being you. They are used to calling in and it is your voice, your voice being the one on the voicemail system. They are used to scheduling with you. They are used to you doing the services themselves. And many times we can build that up in our minds as though there is no way that we can transition out of that because our clients depend on us so much. Believe me, there is definitely a way to grow a brand with a team so that there is less dependency on you. Now, I talked about that intellectual property earlier. Of course, that has value. It is something that can be sold down the road. It is something that can actually be leveraged by the team that you are creating to be able to make decisions without you being there. And of course, one of the biggest pros of having a team is having the freedom to take time away from your business without your business having any sort of adverse effects. When you are the end all be all, if you leave your business shuts down. So that is one of the biggest benefits of having a we brand and not just a me brand. Now there is, you know, I'd have to say there's a few cons to having that team. You know, we really want to be honest about that. So there is an increased need for team members. You have to have organizational growth. You have to really have some strategy behind that team. You have to learn about HR. You have to make sure you know how to find the right team members out there and bring them on board and make sure that you are the leader that they need to have. There is, of course, a little less flexibility in having a team that there is having just you doing it. You are, of course, not the only one doing the service. You have to make sure that other people are covering it. And whereas you would have maybe given a little bit more of a lax view on some of the policies that you created, you can't be as flexible whenever you have a team. You really need to decide to have policies and procedures and then stick to them for consistency. And then, of course, for some people, it is really a challenge from that kind of creative it's me role to being a leader being, I hate to use the word boss, but some people would look at it that way, being an employer, being a manager, everything that goes into that. Some people really are challenged with that type of a transition. Of course, flip that coin over and there are, there are several cons to maintaining just that personal, it's all about me with your brand. Of course, it is 100% relying on you. So if anything does ever happen to you, if there is illness, if there is injury, then your business again ceases to exist. There's, and we all know about this in the pet industry, there is a huge vulnerability to burnout and your own limitations of what you are able to do. Everyone has a different endpoint and has a different wall that they have to get to to experience burnout. 
I have been there. I hear it a lot in this industry. Sometimes it sounds like people are waving it like a flag of pride that, oh, hey, I've done 20 visits a day for the last three months with no break, or gee, I'm booked for overnights all the way through January. You know, honestly, that is not... That is not a proud flag to wave. That is actually a cry for help of someone that really has a business that has outgrown them personally, and they have not learned how to create their own limits and boundaries. Uh, and then, of course, the biggest the biggest thing is, you know, of course, your business does not exist unless you are there nurturing it every day, every day, every hour. <laughs> And, uh, you know, for some people that can only last so long. So if you are considering changing over, if you just know something has got to give and you have no clue where to get started, here's a couple things I want you to think about as you go forward. Number one, go ahead and start changing your messaging now. Begin shifting the conversation around your business from talking about you or me to we, us. Have that on your, uh, any kind of print marketing materials, on your website, on your Facebook. Even if it might make you feel like you have split personalities, I highly recommend you go ahead and transition at least your own brain over to the concept of we and us instead of it just being all about you. When you're talking to new clients, that will also position you in that space of not being the center of the company. Another thing, as you're looking at that transition, you need to take a step back and audit all of the responsibility areas that there are in the business. Of course, you might do it all now, but you need to consider what are the things that you are going to want to transition out of first. Is that going to be doing the work itself? Is that going to be some of the administrative duties? Um, Is that going to be the financial duties? You know, what are the individual tasks that you do in your business? I always recommend taking a good solid week And even if it's taking your phone and going to the notes section and every time you perform a different task for your business that you just make a quick audio note of it. That way you can go back and you can look through those and see what all of those individual tasks are. Believe me, you get to the end of the week and you look at that list and you're like, wow, I mean, that's incredible how much I end up doing in a week. So definitely look look at what that is, both doing the work and also running the back office. And then take that list and kind of arrange it. See what type of positions come out of that. Maybe you will realize you want to manage the company and you want to hire in team to do the work. Maybe you are passionate about doing the work itself and not so passionate about the back office and you want to bring someone in to help you with scheduling or some of your systems or your marketing. So you can certainly consider that too. Go through those lists after you split them up, all those individual tasks, and really rate them based off of importance. 
which tasks are the most important to the function of your business and which ones are least important, you know, hit it with a scale of one to five. And then consider what type of person you might need to have to come in and assume those responsibilities to start that transition from you to that team. And this is not something that is going to really be done quickly. Plan out what you want your business to look like three to five years from now and start working backwards from there. If you are growing so fast that you don't have time to do the administrative work in your company, then I would recommend bringing in some people to help you do the work so you have the opportunity of even understanding what is necessary in the office. And then maybe at a later date, you can bring someone in to assist you with some of those back office duties. But I do encourage you to always understand how everything works in your business. Make sure that you have all of the right systems in place so you can continue to grow and then delegate some of those tasks to other people. It has taken me years to transition my own business uh, from me (laughs) to a team. I did start very early on myself hiring And I can tell you completely botched it up many, many times because I just was not in uh, any kind of a mental space to take on the education that I needed to be a good business owner. Uh, There is a lot of space in between owning a business, having employees, and actually being a true leader. That takes a lot of time and a lot of work to get to that point where you can even consider yourself to be a decent leader and employer in your company. But it is something highly worthwhile working on. There will be some challenges. I mean, first of all, there's going to be your own resistance to making this change. You might intellectually think, oh, yes, I do need to go ahead and start hiring employees. But you might not have the right mindset for it. Changing is a lot of letting go. The longer that you have been providing services for your community, the more challenging I truly think it is to be able to allow someone else to possibly not do your perfect the way that you say perfect should be done. It does take a lot of documenting and time, especially the the more important that you find it to have services like you provide because you need to train them how you do it. It's going to be tough because you're going to come up against walls in, in several areas. Um, many of us who have been entrepreneurs for any period of time, we really like control, you know, just... Uh, call a spade a spade. We don't work for someone else for a reason. We like the independence that being an entrepreneur has provided us. And so it is challenging to balance that need for control and the ability to just let go and assign responsibilities, delegate responsibilities to other people, and then let them do it and not micromanage. That is a challenge for many of us. Um, 
you know, you're going to have to build an organization of independent thinkers. You don't want to delegate to someone else and have them bring it back to you every day saying, am I doing this right? What do you think? I'm not sure I'm doing this right. You know, there are many times that we can cut our employees off at the knees because we always want to take back what we have delegated out to them. And then there is the other part of the challenge, which is customer resistance and being able to manage the expectations of your customers. They have had just you. Again, more challenging the longer that you've been solo in business. There is that point where you need to instill confidence in your clients that you have chosen the best people to continue providing the amazing service that they have always received from you. Here's a little bit for you to think about as the end goal of transitioning to a team, which is the future possibility of selling your business, making sure that you build something that is truly saleable. Now, of course, company teams are generally going to be more appealing and valuable for a potential sale in the future. So you have to consider that if you are solo and you are looking to sell, even if you have incredible clients who are very consistent, usually it is not going to be a purchase that an investor is going to be interested in. Now, there might be a strategic buyer, another company in your area that would be interested in it because they provide the same services, but that is not going to be the best type of sale for you. That is generally no more than selling just a client list and goodwill. A business that is truly worth selling is one that operates successfully without the owner's constant involvement. If you have an owner that is selling their business and they still have to be there every day working on it, an investor sees that as buying a job and not buying a business. Um, So this really gives you an opportunity to build something that will actually hold future value and possibly legacy value for you. So hopefully that's a few things here on this Tip Tuesday for you to consider if you have been thinking about transitioning to a team. And uh, definitely for those of you that are getting started transitioning to a team. So that's all I have for today, but I did want to mention one other thing. Starting actually today, I am doing 40 days of chat GPT. Now, literally for the next 40 days, I'm going to be on Facebook in the Pet Biz Hive private Facebook group, posting each day a daily prompt for you to use on ChatGPT. I've had so much fun here over the past two months having conversations about using artificial intelligence in your business, uh, having um, some master classes about that. And so I thought this would be fun for those of you that are just considering and dabbling a bit in it, but maybe aren't sure what to do. So each day you will see in the Pet Biz Hive Facebook group that there is going to be a new prompt for you. And 
These prompts are really written to give you insight into your own pet business, whether it's systems, marketing, uh, different things that you can do within your business to really accelerate your growth and give you some great ideas. So I've made it super easy for you. You'll just go into ChatGPT. You'll go ahead and just enter the prompt that I have in the post, hit enter, and then dig in and see what kind of results you get. All right, guys, hopefully you enjoy that. And I will be back with you this Friday with a wonderful interview as part of our revenue stream series. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetBizGuru.com. What is your next best move?